0: Welcome to A Stripper's Guide podcast, formerly the Penelope's Playhouse podcast. I'm your host, Lila, and my stripper name is Penelope. I'm a white, Jewish, queer creator, writer, and stripper. I'm also the founder of A Stripper's Guide, life, leadership, and relationship coaching for queers, creatives, and sex workers. In all of my work, I endeavor to help people step into their unique power by examining the ways that both our personal experiences and broader social systems impact our relationships, communication skills, and our beliefs about ourselves, each other, and the worlds that contain us. On this show, my guests and I tackle issues we've personally encountered ranging from and intersecting with gender, race, Dating, sex work, misogyny, millennial existentialism, and beyond. If we're not already connected and you'd like to learn more about me, my art, or my offerings, join my newsletter, which is linked in the show notes of this podcast. I also invite you to follow me on Instagram at A Stripper's Guide and at Lila Vision, which is spelled L E I L A H V I S I O N. Both Instagram handles are linked in the show notes. The intro and outro music you hear on this show is my original music, which I have also linked in the show notes. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please send it to a friend. This episode is one part of my free five-part boundaries mini course. This mini course is designed for anyone looking for tips and pointers around how to strengthen and heal your boundaries in your relationship with yourself, with others, with your work, with your time and energy, all of it. All five parts are available here on this podcast, although this was originally recorded as an Instagram Live, so you'll hear me interacting with some of my followers. Hello, welcome back to my five-day mini course on boundaries. I am Lila and my cats are being very cute at this exact moment and unfortunately only I can see them. Oh hey Sarah, hi, happy belated. Uh, So today I'm talking about other people's boundaries. Monday I covered boundaries and breakups. Tuesday was boundaries with friends and family. Wednesday was Boundaries and Work, and today is Other People's Boundaries. So if you want to see any of the other videos, uh, they are all in my on my IG feed. I've been thinking about uh, a question that one of my clients asked me a few weeks ago, which was, uh, or, or not a question, but sort of just like a, a statement, something that they want to focus on, is making sure that they don't expect Rewards from other people uh, for like, well, expect sexual rewards from other people. That was the that was the um, that was the framing of the conversation, and I I've been thinking a lot about it, and I thought that it ties really well into everything else that I wanted to talk about today. Um, I think it's so important to think about how we relate to other people's boundaries because I think that it reflects it it really reflects our own um and being able to recognize and respect other people's boundaries um is is a mirror of our own ability to set boundaries so what I want to cover today are I'm just going to go again down a bullet list of of basically like indicators signs and indicators that you're not necessarily like if you're doing these things you are not respecting the boundaries of others and uh yeah so okay (laughs) all right so I'll just start from the beginning um if you get irritated when your unsolicited favors are not acknowledged or appreciated so if you're doing favors for others that nobody asked you to do in the first place you're just assuming that they're favors they are things that you believe could be helpful Uh, And then your your advice or your help is not being met with praise and sometimes is even being met with, uh, you know, the other person gets upset that you did the thing that you thought would be helpful or they don't acknowledge it or they don't want it or they don't take it, whatever it is. And then you end up feeling hurt by that. Um, That is a sign that, perhaps your own boundaries are not so hey, what's up Zoe? that your own oh and Annie hi um, that your own boundaries are not uh, necessarily in a healthy place because if you're expecting other people to automatically appreciate what you interpret as favors when they have not asked you for those things to begin with, then you're you're projecting your own, Ideas and your own beliefs onto that person when to respect somebody else's boundary, you listen to what they ask for and you listen to what they don't ask for. And if they don't ask you for help, you don't go ahead and try and help anyway. Like, you can ask, Would you like some help with, with this thing? Like, that's good, that's good communication. But if you just go ahead and go and do favors for others that they didn't ask you for, you can end up like there's a there's there's two things that end up happening. One, they might reject it, or two, they might take advantage of you and realize that they can get you to do stuff for them. Um, and either way, it doesn't leave you in a great place. And I think that that's a that's a really good place to turn around and look at yourself and look at like, okay, how do I. How how am I maybe projecting my own lack of boundaries, lack of healthy boundaries onto others? Sorry, my cat is scratching the couch and it's making noise. Um, and then uh, so another. Okay, we're just we're just doing it. We're going full kitty. This is pee. Um, you don't need boundaries if you're a cat. Um, So, okay, so the next item is relying on others to soothe your nervous system. So if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling bored is a big one. That's a big quarantine emotion. Um, Like if you're anxious, if you're bored, if you're upset and you're looking to other people to fix that for you or to take your mind off of what's going on with you... um, if you're always looking to other, if that's your default, uh, and that sort of that's that's what I was have been thinking about in terms of um, the client who was who was expressing that they they want to make sure that they're not expecting others to fill their voids for them, um, and I think that that's a really that's really awesome that that person was looking at that within themselves because we all have t- tendencies to do these things. Like these are human. These are human things like it feels good to be able to turn to somebody else and ask them to fill the space that you should be filling yourself when you've got negative we've got emotions that feel negative or feel difficult um it's much easier to just pacify them and but if you're doing that that means that you're if you're doing that as a default um you can be relying too heavily on others to sort of fix you for you and you can get into the space of guilting them or pushing them or you know um just like having expectations that are not realistic having expecting them to fill your void means you expect them to have weak or unhealthy boundaries um and that's one of the things I'm teaching in my upcoming intensive, which is a strippers guide to boundaries. It's a four month intensive. It begins in two weeks. It begins on March 18th. And uh, one of the one of the things I'm teaching is the tools that it takes to self soothe, so that you can stop looking outside of yourself for uh, for nervous system regulation. Because it is something that, in order to have healthy boundaries, we have to be able to regulate our own nervous system. Um, Okay, I'm gonna keep going down this list. So if I, I mentioned this yesterday in conjunction with work, um, but I think it's also worth mentioning in conjunction with uh, minding your own awareness of other people's boundaries is if you notice that you constantly expect, hello, Richie B, if you expect others to drop what they're doing, and help you with problems that are not emergencies. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, if you're, if you're the friend who's always calling your people, you know, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, in the middle of work hours, in the middle of sleep hours, in the middle of dinner, and you're, you're upset and you have something going on, you have some, you know, some situation in your life, and you're constantly reaching for others no matter what, like, no matter how appropriate or how inappropriate or how out of the blue you might be calling them or asking them for their attention, um, you are, you're reaching in, like, you're reaching into their life and their space, and um, and it is up to them to put the boundary up, but I think it's important to mind the ways that we that we may tend to do that and that we may tend to expect those around us to drop what they're doing and help us uh, with problems that we could be helping ourselves with. And that doesn't mean that I'm suggesting that we don't work in an ecosystem with our loved ones because we do and it's it's good and it's healthy to be in relationships where you can rely on your You know, your circles, if you do have an issue or if you just want to talk or you want some company or whatever it is, like all of these things are good and healthy in moderation. But if you find that that's a pattern for you and that you, you know, get angry or you get upset or you get offended if people can't drop whatever they're doing to tend to your non emergent issues, um, your non emergency issues, then that again, I think is a really good place to stop and reflect on your own perhaps. Uh, unhealthy boundaries like if you're expecting other people to be boundaryless then that means that you are probably boundaryless in some places and um so uh that okay so again also like expecting expecting attention praise and or sex and or some other type of reward just because you provide another person with those things um even if you're in a relationship with that person like a romantic relationship whatever it is like that doesn't obviously like consent that does not just because somebody's your partner doesn't mean they owe you sex um or or owe you attention 24 7 or whatever it is and um if you are in a situation where you are giving to receive in any, in any way, um, whether it's, if, if you're in a, what, what the other person believes is a reciprocal, even relationship where the power is evenly distributed and you're giving to them in order to receive something that is, a, that is you going in and expecting them to be boundaryless and expecting them to, um, exist, in that relationship in order to soothe you, uh, or, or pacify you in some way, um, or fill a void for you in some way. And again, I think, you know, these things are hard to look at about ourselves. And and I, I think most of us do that at some point, most of us use others as pacifiers at some point in our lives. Um, and it's a very human thing and I think that you know the best thing to do is to become aware of it and look at it even though it's uncomfortable to do so because like I said I think it's a really good place to look at your own like how are you letting others trample your boundaries if you are willing to push up against other people's boundaries and see how far you can get with them um, in terms of anything like If you're seeing, if you're, if you're looking to see, you know, how much, how much you can get from other people in your relationships with them. Um, and I'm not talking about like, uh, I'm not talking about like relationships where that's, oh, hi, everybody's here. Hello. Hi, Tanya. Um... You know, I'm not talking about relationships where the power is imbalanced. That's a totally different thing. Like, if somebody's got power over you and they're lording it over you, and you need to, like, pacify them in order to, you know, if you're in a dangerous situation and somebody is, and you know you need to pacify the other person to keep yourself safe, that's totally different. But I'm talking about relationships where both parties are acting as though it's reciprocal and the power is evenly distributed. Um, And. The last thing that I wanted to touch on was blaming others for your difficult emotions. So, you know, things like, you make me feel depressed. You make me act like this. You make me forget, you know, what I'm doing and lose track of time and and forget to do my work and and forget to meet my deadlines. It's your fault. It's your fault. Uh, And some of you listening to this you may have been on the receiving end of that and that is somebody else offloading their shit onto you and you know trying to make you responsible for their emotions so if you have felt that way before uh, I think that's a good place to stop and reflect on whether you perhaps are doing that in some places in your life and oh hi oh there's so many surprises today there's people popping in from all over the country um hey Dominique uh, and yeah, so I think like if if you are noticing that you, you're like, oh shit, I do some of these things. Like I do rely on other people to emotionally self-regulate. And it can be difficult. It can be tricky because it's like sometimes they can be our friends. And it can be you might not be doing it consciously or to get something out of them in a way that is malicious. Um, and I think that's like a really important place because... I think most of the people who tend to um, be sort of interested in working with me and the people who tend to gravitate towards working with me uh, are people who have experienced a lot of um, other people violating their boundaries and have experienced, like, a lot of um, uh, emotional manipulation at the hands of others um, because the people who gravitate towards me tend to be empaths. Uh, But... And as Tripper's Guide to Boundaries, I will be, there will be a whole month dedicated to identifying and breaking toxic relationship patterns. And um, actually, Sarah Beyer of Intuitive Edge Coaching, who is one of my best friends and also an intuitive life coach and just an amazing person, um, she's going to be guest coaching on March 25th. So the second week of this 16-week intensive, um, Sarah is coming in and, and she's gonna do a whole session uh on uh like breaking toxic relationship patterns, and one of the things that we're all gonna be looking at together are the ways in which these things show up sneakily, and those of us who are you know operating in life um, Out of kindness and out of love and in our relationships in, you know, like fully in kindness and in love and not, you know, not not being malicious, not being not being purposefully manipulative of others. uh, Those of us like, you know, I have been in this place before I got really serious about getting my boundaries healthy and getting my relationships healthy, where the act of people pleasing becomes its own form of manipulation and oftentimes people who are struggling to assert boundaries are using passive aggression or using people pleasing or using the first tactics that I mentioned in this in this live which are like you know um doing unsolicited favors for other people that are not actually favors or and then getting mad when they don't appreciate your quote-unquote help. Th- those things are all signs of being... You know, you can go about it in two ways, like one way you can be really aggressive and guilt trippy in like a in like a very in your face way. And then you can also be really underhanded and, you know, be really hurt and be, you know, use like use your tears and use use guilting in a much softer way to get people to not leave you. You know, it's really common if you're in a relationship with like if you if you are an anxious attachment style and you're in a relationship with somebody who's an avoidant attachment style, it's very common for the anxious attachment style person to use passive aggressive manipulation to get the avoidant attachment style person to stay because the avoidant attachment style person is constantly trying to leave the relationship, leave the relationship and blaming The anxious attachment style person for doing it, for for breaking up the relationship or whatever, but the anxious attachment style person oftentimes is also underhandedly reaching and, and pulling, using manipulative tactics to, like... Undertow, pull the avoidant attachment style person back in. And again, like touching on the empath-narcissist dynamic, um, the empath in that situation is often the person using like passive underhanded manipulative tactics to keep the narcissist in the, in the cycle, in the relationship. And the narcissist is the one... Going fuck you! Everything's your fault. I'm leaving. And then the empath is like, "Look how much I do for you. Look at like you look how much I love you. Why can't you see how much I love you? Look, I'm gonna show you more and more and more how much I love you. I'm gonna go above and beyond to take care of you in these ways. Um, and that is actually manipulation. And uh, it's very difficult to look at that when you are because I I really do again want to invite people who have experienced narcissistic abuse to this. Program to a Strippers Guide to Boundaries. It's it's for anyone. It's for anybody who knows you need work on your boundaries. For anybody who wants to develop and maintain the tools that it takes to change the way you approach life and relationships, to assert your boundaries and to have boundaries that feel healthy and feel feel you know um, feel like they actually give your life the structure that you want it to have. Uh, it's for anyone and also because I am a survivor of partner abuse, um, I particularly want to reach out to other people who have experienced narcissistic abuse um, and uh, it's, you know, it's really common in those dynamics to have, to have, because we've experienced so much aggression and violence and so, so much um, injustice, to not look at our own, um Poor boundary setting skills, <laughs> which like which have like which can be manipulative. Sorry, I'm a little tired today. I'm a little slow with my words. Um, but like the ways that we perhaps may have manipulated others in order to get them to stay in relationships that they themselves are blowing up. Um, so another like that's like one of the one of the core focuses for a strippers guide to boundaries is on how to nip those relationships in the bud so you don't even get that far is well it's for people who have historically have had trouble asserting boundaries is to learn how to read the red flags early on and how to read situations early on that do not align with the boundaries that you know you need to be healthy and to just exit before the whole show even starts so you don't end up in relationships with people who will use you for everything you have so if you are interested um, i do have some spaces some spots left in a stripper's guide to boundaries again we start in two weeks you can dm me if you have any questions Uh, the link is in my bio the link to registration is in my bio Um, space is limited so don't be one of those last minute people because you know everybody is a last minute person and like everybody's gonna go and try and sign up right at the right at the end so you you don't want to miss out by waiting till the last minute um, and yeah, I think that's it. Always DM me for anything if you have questions. I want to talk to everyone. I want to know what people are thinking, what people want, what people have to say. Tomorrow I'm talking about boundaries and social media. So uh, also you can join my mailing list if you like. That link is in my bio as well. And I will see you back here tomorrow. I hope you all have a wonderful afternoon and or evening. Thank you so much. I see all these new people in here. Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm Lila. And um, I hope you have a great night. If you like what you hear on a Stripper's Guide podcast please send it to a friend. It would also mean a lot if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. Thanks for listening. They come to watch me dance. They say I make them feel wild. Feel wild. If you come, you better bring bands. I got it. Got that sugar baby sway when I move.